Hey, what's going on? My name is Kevin Deers, and this is The Defiant Ones, the Defiance Patreon podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing and supporting awesome wrestling here in the Northwest and supporting Defy. Uh, we really appreciate all of the support and all the feedback. Uh, this week here on The Defiant Ones, I'm talking with one half of the West Coast Wrecking Crew, former Defy Tag Team Champion Royce Isaacs. We saw Royce come back to Defy in 2022, and I hope to see more of him in this upcoming year. So without any further ado, let's jump into my interview with Royce Isaacs here on The Defiant Ones. Welcome back to The Defiant Ones. Right now I'm talking to one half of the West Coast Wrecking Crew. You see it from his t-shirt. You see him on New Japan Strong. And uh, his 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 tag team partner, Jarrell Nelson, also a Defy regular. You are uh, former Defy tag team champions. Uh, how are you doing today, man? Uh, by the way, this is Royce Isaacs. My bad. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing great. It's a, a wonderful Monday, and uh, and I have no complaints. Uh, it was a long long weekend of wrestling, so like kind of like one of those like reset days, get some chores done, all that kind of thing. I got to say, man, I didn't know you were like a secret goth. The stuff behind you looks very uh, dark. That's all, Yeah, that's all my uh, my girlfriend's stuff. But uh, nice. It's, uh, it's not my decorations, but it is. Uh, yes, yeah, a reflection of my taste uh, in, in women. So, um, yeah, she's got a bunch of different decorations and stuff around here. It's really nice because I feel like if honestly, if it was just me, there would be like a TV on the ground and like one like plastic chair that I'd be sitting yep. on right now. And the walls would be blank with like maybe like one picture, like on the ground that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that framed and put that up one day. And I would be totally fine with it. That's what you call the serial killer setup. Yeah. Or see <laughs> a serial killer or normal, just bachelor mail uh, exactly. in America setup. So being that you are West Coast Wrecking Crew, I'm, I'm assuming you're West Coast. Are you in Are you in Los Angeles or where are you based out of? Yeah, yeah. Sunny Los Angeles. I, I live in uh, North Hollywood. So it's perfect weather. The, the valley gets a little hot during the summer, but I always prefer it a little hot to a little bit, a uh, little cold. And we get a lot of sunny days. So that's really nice. Is that where you grew up? No, I'm from, uh, I'm from Colorado originally. I, okay. I moved out to L.A., I guess like four and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that uh, I'd kind of done whatever I could do in Colorado in terms of wrestling. So it just yeah. seemed like I needed to be in a, a bigger market in, uh, in a place where I could conceivably have some growth, room for growth. Well, you've definitely, uh, you know, you've definitely had a lot of that growth. We've seen you on NWA. We've seen you on New Japan Strong. We've seen you on AEW. We've seen you, obviously, in Defy, all over the indie. Uh, you've been really blowing up. What's it been like? Uh, you know, the last couple of years, obviously, has been hard on on so much of the world because of the pandemic. But for you, it seems like you've really exploded uh, as far as just, like, getting all over the place. Would you would you agree with that statement? Um, You know, it's... Uh, I don't know. I've had an interesting, I guess, career path. I feel like through wrestling, um, especially starting out in a in a territory like Colorado, where it's it's getting better there for sure, but it's mm-hmm. still not like Colorado's kind of a, like in the middle of nowhere in terms of like as a great place. So no offense to anyone from Colorado that might be listening, but I just mean like in terms of uh, 
it's not on one of the coasts uh, yeah. and it's not in the Midwest, which the Midwest has a pretty good wrestling scene. So it's kind of just like, all right, there's, you know, Vegas is 12 hours away. Yeah. You know, you, it's like you got Wyoming and Utah next to it. There's not, there's just not a lot of wrestling to be had there. Um, so I think that my move obviously really helped. And, you know, I just, I had my, my NWA run and then the pandemic happened yep. and I asked for my release, got it. And I was just like motivated. Like I, I wanted, it was like, I, I could let the circumstances of the pandemic uh, control me or I could control my circumstances and kind of take things into my own hands. So I was just like, I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. And especially if you are going to be like, um, you know, especially in 2000, I guess, Early 2020, you know, uh, uh, when the pandemic started, like NWA was like a really uh, uh, one of the, the the bigger companies. So it was like, if I'm going to ask to to leave, I'm really taking a chance on myself. Like I Absolutely. really, I, it was one of those things like okay, I'm betting on myself, but like that's more pressure. That means I really have to go out of my way, work hard. And I, I guess the good thing is the pandemic gave me, gave me plenty of time to uh, even more focus on, on my workouts and staying in shape. It gave me, uh, you know, time to learn some like life skills that have helped me like with yeah. like, dieting. And I already knew a lot of that stuff. I have a, a, a degree in kinesiology, but still it was like, I got to learn to cook for myself finally. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just kind of put my time to some kind of use because like 2020, I, I wrestled less than 10 matches because of yeah. just how things went down. So it was like, I can either, kind of sit here and feel bad for myself or I can take this as an opportunity to like prepare myself and get ready. Yeah. And then I think it was like January of 2021 blood sport, um, uh, happened like my first blood sport that I was on, I should say. Yeah. And then from there, it was just like one thing after another, the AEW shots and then, Mm -hmm. uh, new Japan strong started happening and it was like, okay, we got some momentum going like, cool. It, it was just one of those things where I kind of had to like take control of my own destiny and, and, and go after it. So it's been cool. And, and it's been cool seeing you back in defy and Washington hall. Yes. So 100%. I was really, really, um, I was really happy when, uh, new Japan ran, uh, yeah. Washington hall a couple of weeks before that. Cause it was really good to be back in Washington hall, but yeah. it was, it was even like cooler two weeks later, we get to come back and do it for, you know, the real deal, legit, uh, uh, defy Washington yeah. hall experience. So like, I don't know. I, um, I'm really glad to be back in with them and, uh, hopefully, hopefully me and Jarrell will be back real soon. So I'm going to, we're going to talk all about you and Jarrell. We're going to talk about your, your time in defy your time as champs, all of that stuff, but I have to go back. Um, so you're obviously very jacked. You know, uh, you're, you're, you're a, you're a weightlifter. What came first, uh, lifting weights or your interest in wrestling? Um, so I was really into wrestling as a, as a kid. Okay. Um, I, I grew up on it for sure. I, I kind of actually grew up a little bit, um, like I I always did sports, but I was also like really like kind of nerdy and I wasn't really into like like I liked working out, but I didn't like dieting. I liked sure. playing sports, but I didn't really like practicing that much when I was, when I was younger anyways. So I was, I was like, I grew up a fat kid. Like I was, 
and I, I was an offensive lineman in uh, football and I was a heavyweight in wrestling. So like yeah. in college, I was like 280 pounds. I was like, I was a big boy. I was like a bowling ball. And uh, it wasn't until uh, after that I really started to um, like, I was an athlete all through college, but like after uh, college, I started to really like take my athletics even more seriously when I started uh, a professional wrestling, it was like, okay, now I have all this, this knowledge and uh, I think I'm, I am like going off on a whole side tangent. What was the original? No, I'm curious. No, I was just curious about what came first, you know, like lifting weights or, uh, or, um, or wrestling, but I mean, you, you kind of all tied it together there. So yeah. I'll just kind of jump off of that. Um, so you said you kind of grew up kind of like a, you were athletic, but you were also kind of a chubby kid. 100%. Yeah. You can look on my, um, social medias and whatnot. If you want, there's like, there's pictures of my before pictures and all this stuff. Sure, like, sure. It was a very big change for me, but I think, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I have, uh, I had that experience cause I think it did like, I don't know, makes me appreciate, uh, how things are now. And like, yeah. I, now I know how to, you know, change my body and do whatever and kind of have that control. Um, and- was it wrestling that, that made you kind of, you know, jump, uh, jump to that kind of, um, realization or sorry to kind of, um, you know, morph your body, I guess. And, and kind of like, or did you start wrestling um and and were you still pretty big at that point no it was actually so my senior year once i was done with football i was like i don't need all this extra weight because i was an offensive lineman but i i was starting to notice like okay like my knees really like are feeling the impact of having all this extra weight yeah my lower back it's like you know i would I was in really good cardio shape because uh, college football is really, really tough, but like yeah. we would do, we would do our conditioning sprints. And then after I'd have to like lay down and get stretched out because my body just wasn't really meant to carry weight like that. Yeah. Um, and so my senior year, uh, myself and one of the other offensive linemen, uh, we just were like, we're going to just get after it every day yeah. after class, we'd go, we'd go lift and we'd go do, I don't know, like as much car, like we would do like an hour, hour and a half lift. And then we do like 30 minutes, at least of cardio or so. Yeah. We just did that every day. And then we'd give ourselves like one meal a week. to like, okay, we're just going to go like crazy at Taco Bell or whatever and yeah. enjoy ourselves. But like, it was one meal and we just stuck to it and it took about six months, but maybe, maybe a little bit less than that. But, uh, by the time I graduated college i went from like 285 to like 215 so like wow. end of football season to like the end of college I, I i made quite a bit of a change and then since then it's been like always just kind of trying try to put on a little bit of size get bigger and then cut down and get leaner kind of thing back and forth but um yeah i don't know it was it was really cool and then i got to be a personal trainer for a few years after college and kind of like pay it forward and yeah and kind of help people uh and then uh, I got into wrestling and I was like, all right, let's take all this knowledge and, and, and use it for myself more. But it's, it's also really nice, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, just being able to map out like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, yeah. what, what are my fitness goals? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in terms of, I guess, I kind of took like the scenic route to like figuring it out, but I'm not mad sure. about that. But then, you know, the pandemic came and you were, you were, you know, kind of cooking for yourself now and, yeah. and really putting things together. That's, that's good. I mean, a good thing comes from a weird situation, but um, so, so, you know, you said you grew up a wrestling fan. So what was your first memory of wrestling in your life? So I'm 
33. So when I was growing up was like attitude era. So like that was right when like wrestling was at its absolute. Oh yeah. You could go to the mall and get a DX t-shirt, you know? Oh, absolutely. Or like my cross the street neighbor and I would do like the wolf pack. Oh yeah. RIP Scott Hall. RIP Scott Hall. Like literally just today. Um, and, um, See, so, yeah, like I was doing, you know, like spin roonies in my living room and stuff as like an eight-year-old, <laughs> like, really badly, really, yeah. really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, that was the kind of I would just like me and my dad would watch whatever, and you know, like Stone Cold, you know, it was Stone Cold and the Rocket, and after it, then so yeah. it was like the the coolest, best era to 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 be a fan. And uh, I think I was I was more of a WWF guy, but uh, I watched both. I like WCW too, and like. Just all the top cool guys, you know what I mean? Uh, Kane was, of course, like the man back then, especially as a kid, seeing this giant, like, oh, yeah, big red, red machine, big red machine, yeah, like coming off the top with that clothesline. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Did you ever see that for your future? No, I honestly didn't. I, I don't think it ever really crossed my mind until towards the end of my senior year in college, I, it, it kind of started to like, Oh, it would be like a cool thing. And I, yeah. I thought I would be good. At, I was like, you know, I, I think there's something about my personality that the combination of like sport and show, I thought yeah. I'd be really good at, but I, I still, it still seems so like, like such a foreign concept, like actually doing it. Like it seemed like, Oh yeah, I think maybe I could be good at that. But like, in such a like a nebulous way that like I wouldn't necessarily like, I I didn't think it would happen and then yeah. I was out in like the real world working uh, a few different jobs I was a personal trainer mm-hmm. I was a uh, I worked in retirement homes like mm-hmm. say, like like selling the apartments and whatever uh, um, helping helping old people get out of their at home situation that maybe wasn't the best or whatever I worked as, at a bank as like a loan representative all this stuff and it just I was good at all my jobs. I feel like I did well. I like in most of my sales jobs, I set some kind of like regional record or whatever kind of thing. Or like I was Colorado personal trainer of the month, three months yeah. for Bally's total fitness. Like I did well, but I just, it wasn't like rewarding at all. I wasn't sure. getting that like sense of fulfillment back. And there was something just kind of like, I was like, it's missing from, from my life. So that's when I kind of, um, started to explore the idea of wrestling more seriously, but like in a, this would be a cool, you know, after school special kind of thing. This would be like a cool hobby that I could just do sometimes. It wasn't until I actually, uh, I went to a show in, um, in Colorado. It's uh, called Lucha Libre and laughs. They still run, they do wrestling and then stand up comedy, like back to back. It's a really fun show. Cool. And, uh, I was like, this is amazing. I, yeah. I thought the show was like just the best. So I talked to the promoter afterwards. He told me where to go to train. And so I started training at the butcher shop in Denver, literally like two days after the show. And it was just like, after my first uh, training session, which wrestling training is really brutal. And it's like physically painful, mentally tough. Like it's just, it's the hardest thing you can do, but there was something about it by the end of the first practice. And all you're doing, all you're doing is like, really painful stuff like when you don't know any of the basics because you're learning how to protect yourself so you're throwing yourself into the ropes which hurts and hitting the the mat which hurts and you don't really know how to like keep yourself yeah. but i was at the end of that practice i was like i need to figure out how to make this my job like i just was like yeah this is what i want 
That's cool, man. So how long, uh, uh, who did you train with? You said at the butcher shop? Yeah, the butcher shop. Uh, when I was training there, Lonnie Valdez was the head trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I trained under Lonnie Valdez. And um, I kind—I feel like I kind of got some of my secondary training and seasoning under uh, Sam Udell, uh, uh, Dak Draper, excuse me, from oh. uh, Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. But yeah, coming up in Colorado and it was 2014. Yeah. Um, and Colorado really was kind of more, much more of a ghost town than it is now in terms of like professional wrestling. But I just kind of happened to fall in, get in with the right crew and uh, everything. Like since then, it was just like off the races, like slow little. Yeah. Like it's, it's been really awesome doing some really cool stuff in the past couple of years, but it's been this just like slow, steady march, a little bit of improvement, a little bit of yeah. cool things here and there and whatnot. So tell me, uh, you know, when was the breakthrough? What, what what was the point, the first point where you felt like it was starting to click and you started to feel a little confident? Um, I don't know. I'm still waiting for the breakthrough, brother. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think, I don't know. To a degree, actually, I probably do feel that way where there's always like, I, I don't know. I'm always like looking at the next mountaintop to climb. Sure, like sure. what's, but, but I think, I guess my first, like, confidence building uh kind of experience was uh i started to get out and travel a little bit but it was always to kind of smaller promotions uh just to get out to different states and get exposure to different different people but i i got this um uh booking for a vegas promotion that doesn't exist anymore paragon pro wrestling okay and so it was like i was actually getting flown in and paid by a check so it was actually like okay money and i was like so wow okay i can like yeah pay some bills with this that's weird um and so that was that was probably the beginning the beginning of 2015 or so tw- oh, no, i guess the beginning of 2016 or so so i'd been wrestling for like a year and a half or so and it was like a it was just like a little first like okay like someone would be interested in yeah. paying for a flight and putting me up in a hotel and you're on the right track. Me, okay which i was like i've got on the kind of the right track and then I want to say later that year I had a WWE tryout and then I went to uh, Japan with DDT. Awesome. And that was like, that was like my first like major, like, Oh no. Okay. This is really cool. Like even uh, my mom who is very uh, loving and supportive, but had her doubts about like, okay, you're doing really well at all these jobs. Why are you going to like go do this dangerous thing? Like my poor yeah. baby is going to get hurt. She, uh, she was like, Oh, okay. This maybe this is actually something that he's could do seriously. And he's not just wasting his time with or whatever. So like, yeah, I think, I think uh, Paragon at the beginning of that year. And then like DDT at the end where I like, kind of my first two big steps where I made some progress. So tell me a little bit about the DDT tour. What was that like for you? It was a it was a life changing experience. I've always had a huge appreciation of Japanese culture, even yeah. just as a kid. Uh, I love uh, like foreign films, so I watched a lot of like Akira Kurosawa flicks growing up as a kid. I thought samurai culture was the coolest. Um, yeah. I've like le- learned a lot about Japanese history and culture, so like that part of it alone was already really really cool. Yeah. Um, and then when I got into wrestling, I got really, really into Japanese wrestling. So like that mm-hmm. was awesome to be a part of that culture and kind of uh, be able to be a part of it. Um, and then I was able to do, I, I did uh, three total tours with DDT. Yeah. And 
the crew there was awesome. I got to train at their dojo where they have some uh, like amazing wrestlers. So it was like, I was yeah. picking things up, picking things up, learn, getting to learn and train over there. It was a, it was a really, really great time in my life. And I think it was a, another big confidence builder and, and even just as a, a person to be able to live in, you know, a foreign country for, you know, yeah. months at a time and kind of take it in and see how other people live and see the world. Um, it was an experience that was, you know, really, really awesome to me as a, as a wrestler and as a human. So with DDT, obviously there's, you know, a heavy focus on the the wrestling, there's incredible wrestlers, but then there's also the comedy stuff and, and like the really kind of goofy stuff and some stuff that, you know, you could see YouTube compilations of Kenny Omega wrestling a a blow up doll or a little girl or things like that. And some, you know, blow up uh, fireworks up someone's butt, you know, some crazy stuff like that. Were you ever, (laughs) did you ever get to partake in some of the funnier or were you more just the, the wrestling side of things? No, I, I, I was able to do it all, um, which was an awesome experience. Um, yeah, DDT, I feel like you hit it on the head where like they have some really, really amazing, talented wrestlers, but then they also have just some of the ins- most insane situations. Yeah. You're like, what is this? I wrestled on a train while I was yes. like a, mo- a moving train. Yes. Um, I was like doing this whole thing where they were having me break chopsticks with my butt. <laughs> like in front of the crowds and then i would like i had it was called the miracle ass i would try to break people's arms with my ass or whatever and uh okay you know they I'm trying to think of what other kind of like I, it was like just a whole ddt i was i was teaming with dan Chocodino, so like i was involved in a lot of like really wild matches that were like if anyone watches ddt they know dino is like probably one of the best comedy wrestlers of all time he does That's this very awesome. interesting character that I don't know if it would really translate well or work over here, but he's, he's really good at what he does. And uh, that was like, a I think learning with and under and with the, you know, it's like big pressure situation when you're in, yeah. you know, some, some town, you know, Kyoto or whatever. And you're like in front of a completely new crowd mm-hmm. and you're on this like card. That's a big deal. And you have to hold your own weight. So I think that really, really helped my growth and being able to do, both like really serious high level wrestling and uh, really comedic uh, wrestling was good for me to get kind of like comfortable having some range. I mean, that's just, you could write that on a resume as far as improv skills, you could get a move, <laughs> a comedic movie based on some of that shit, you know, that's, that's yeah. a valuable experience. So that's awesome. Sure. So uh, obviously you're a tag team wrestler now. I mean, obviously you're, you know, well versed in like, you know, singles wrestling and stuff, but you're a tag team wrestler from what we know you in Defy and, and, and in New Japan Strong. When did you hook up with uh, Jarrell? So Jarrell and I started teaming in probably it would have been the end of 2017 because it was right when I moved to California. Yeah. And uh, the promoter in Vegas actually put us together. He just thought we would be a good fit. And so he made us a team. And it ended up just working way better than any of us thought it really would. Like we just clicked like personality wise really, really fast. And it's funny because both of us are kind of like not super friendly, kind of grumpy guys, like (laughs) don't like a lot of people. Like we have small circles for sure. Sure. And we just happen to be the exact right personality, like for each other where we're like, 
oh, we hate people in the same way. I yeah. like we're both like have the same kind of mindset for wrestling. We both have the same kind of mindset for life. And so it just ended up really working out and we clicked like really, really fast. So I I love tagging with Jarrell. And that was one of the toughest things uh, with the NWA situation was that they wanted to kind of separate me and Jarrell and put me in a, in a new tag team. Yeah. And that's one know, thing I noticed. I was yeah. like, where's Jarrell? Yeah. And I think that was, that was one thing when I, you know, the pandemic starts and you have all this extra time to yourself and you're thinking, and you're like, think what really makes you happy. And I was like, I, I knew that me and Jarrell had something and yeah. it sucked that that had gotten taken away. And I was like, if I get the chance, I want to really go for it with him and I want to get back after it. Yeah. And I was lucky enough that I was able to do that. And now mm-hmm. things have been going kind of, uh, you know, full swing. And, and now you're wrestling for, you know, you, we were talking about your, 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 uh, you know, love of, of Japan. Obviously now you're, you're with the biggest Japanese company, new Japan strong. Um, and, uh, how's that been wrestling on their, uh, television product? Yeah. New Japan strong has definitely been a dream come true. I, uh, yeah, like it's as as you said, like Japanese wrestling was something I was so into and had such an appreciation for. Getting to wrestle for the biggest company is, yeah, it's I, I still kind of can't believe it, but uh, there's a lot of things in wrestling that it's like I, I never thought I'd have the chance to experience, and this is definitely definitely one of those things. The the crew there works so hard. Yeah. There is so much talent in that locker room, and uh, I think that we're really making we're making some waves for how, how new strong the, the stuff in America is. We're really doing a good job in making some waves and I think converting some fans. Uh, I think also a, a big goal is then to get back to Japan. Eventually yeah. once things start to open up a little bit more, uh, I know that me and Jarrell are really interested in that and, you know, taking this West coast wrecking crew uh, worldwide. Absolutely, man, dude, totally. So you represent the West Coast over in New Japan. Um, so I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about uh, some of your experience in Defy. So when did you first hear about Defy? So Defy, when it started like really blowing up on my radar, I want to say probably sometime in 2016 or something like that, like well before I actually even worked uh, for Defy. Um, just cause they were putting on these crazy like shows that were getting all this hype coming out of the Northwest. And it was like, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Um, like honestly, I, I knew that the Pacific Northwest had like a really big history with wrestling, uh, cause like Piper and whatnot, but yeah. I didn't know other than, um, there was like one promotion that maybe I kind of like heard of in the, in the Northwest, but I, I didn't know of like a ton anyways. And then it was like, Oh, there's like, this super and there's this big freaking deal that people are like going crazy, like hundreds of people screaming their heads off. And it was like, okay, I got to try to figure out a way to be a part of this. So I started uh, setting my stuff in messaging. Hey, like this is my resume. This is really like to be a part of it, but it's tough because defy is such a uh, competitive locker room. It's like, you know, yeah, of course I'm sending my stuff in, but so is every you know other wrestler that has any kind of talent. And, um, so I kept sending stuff in. I kept, I was persistent about it. Um, and it was kind of like a, yeah, we definitely, you know, there's something there. We think you're really good, but uh, not right now, not right now. And it wasn't like, it, 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 it's, it was just, I, I wasn't, uh, I it wasn't working quite yet. And then um, 
when I started tagging with Jarrell, because he was obviously from, you know, he trained by Buddy Wayne and yep. uh, wrestled for Defy quite a bit. Um, we just started. So we were we were going, we were wrestling, we were making towns. We were starting to take the, the promoter that put us together, put us together in Vegas. We started to take the act outside of just Vegas and, yeah. and do more stuff. And so I think it would have been like Thanksgiving 2018, I want to say, like right that week. Um, it ended up working out. It was like, uh, they hit us up and they were like, here's the deal. And we came in and it was, we wrestled Cody Chun and, uh, uh, Randers. And, uh, yeah, it was like a, I, I was, it was everything I, I expected it to be from like everything I'd heard online and all the clips I'd seen and the, the matches and whatnot. The uh, I want to say the first one was was in Portland that I did, but it mm-hmm. was like the atmosphere, the crowd, the and and just really high level wrestling. Like the, I was mm-hmm. just like the show top to bottom was freaking sick. So you know you you were saying earlier we were you were saying like it, you were happy to be back in in Washington Hall here a couple shows ago. You know what what about Washington Hall and Defy stands out to you and 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 really makes it different because you know you're you've wrestled all over the world. What is it about defy and Washington hall that kind of make it stand on its own? It's like, honestly, half of it is like a vibe. That's really hard to even understand unless you're there because Washington hall is a historic, uh, historic building. It's like legitimately like if anyone is listening that hasn't been to a defy show live there, like it's, I don't know what year it was built, but it's Jimi Hendrix played there. Jimi Hendrix played there. There's yeah, like no AC, like you're going to be in there like sweating and screaming and loving it. Like, it's just, there's something about like the, like, you know, like the air in there. You're like, okay, this is, this is different. This is really cool. And it's just, it gets packed. It gets absolutely like the, the way you hear the fans, the fans go absolutely rabid. It's some kind of like mix of the atmosphere and something in the air. Yep. I, uh, yeah, you kind of feel like you're Superman out there. That's awesome. So you go from, you know, sending your resume, sending your stuff, and you get a spot, and then bring me to the night when you guys win the titles. What was that like? Yeah, so it was the, I think, third the third anniversary show? Yeah. Yeah, third anniversary show, and we were facing the American Guns, who I want to say were the first Defy Tag Team, Worldwide Tag Team Champions, and they've been going on a hell of a run. They've been going on a really, really like a long run defending the belts a lot. And so we were definitely coming into that as like a huge underdog because we'd only done the, the Portland show before that. And I don't know, there was just once again, that, def- uh, that Washington Hall defy magic was just in the air, had a hell of a match back. It was a war. I remember it that. Was, it was, yeah, that was, that's definitely a match that I, um, I still take a lot of pride in. Yeah. Um, I think that we really went out there and, and killed it. And, you know, for a team that was still, you know, fairly new, you know, they could have, the crowd could have kind of been like, Oh, okay. But they were there for everything. They, yeah. they all screamed for us. And once we, we won at the end, it was like this, Oh shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Kind of reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that night was one of the, one of the special ones in my career for sure. I think everyone loved to hate the guns so much that they were pumped to see these new dudes come in and just wreck them and just like serve them violence, man. That was, that was a great match. 
Yeah, yeah, the guns are incredibly talented and uh, they're incredibly punchable too. So there you I, go. I appreciated it. Yeah, Ethan, you have an incredibly punchable face. There he you knows go. that. He knows yeah. that. <laughs> Dude, so okay, man. So uh it's 2022. Um what if uh if if anyone out there, past or present, if you could wrestle anyone, you know, whether it be Andre the Giant or you know, the next up and coming indie guy, is there anyone on your radar that if you could have one match, who would you have it with? Would it be, you know, Piper or would it be HBK? Probably like Prime Scott Steiner. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's like the Steiner brothers. The, I think if, if you watch me and Jarrell stuff, you can see some influence there for sure. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Scott Steiner uh, uh, fan as a kid. And some of that stuff, stuff that he, he could, could do. do oh, we, we so just said insane. it. Yeah. yeah. Like the um, fall away slam where he would just backflip with them and stuff like that. Or of course the Frankensteiner, like yeah, it was insane seeing someone that size mm-hmm. being able to do all that stuff because they just couldn't back then. And then I guess my the other dream match would then be for me and Jarrell would be the Steiner brothers. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, okay, so if if someone here is you know unfamiliar with you and wants to do a little homework, what's one of your guys's matches that you would suggest it that's maybe up on on YouTube for someone to check out? Um, so, uh, Jarrell and I used to previously be called the 1%. Yeah. Um, so if you look on YouTube, it's the 1% versus, uh, the rascals versus, uh, the stoner brothers from West coast pro and cool. it's on YouTube. I think that one's a really good, it's like eight minutes of hell. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. But it's like a crazy, like bring the destruction kind of, kind of match. And, um, the other one I'd maybe recommend is myself versus uh, Tyler Bateman in a bull rope match. Cause it's like a Ooh. kind of the opposite where it's like really slow and methodical yeah. and violent. And uh, so that's, those are two, two of the ones that I think I take a lot of pride in. Awesome, man. Well, uh, my last question here for you is uh, kind of an odd one, but since we're on camera, it's fitting, pick a <laughs> scar on your body, yeah. show us the scar if you can, but at least tell us the story of how you got the scar. Okay, it's faded quite a bit, so I'm not sure how well it'll get uh, picked up. But I have this Harry Potter scar right Oh, here. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So um, my first time, that, that show in Vegas that I mentioned that I, that I did, Paragon. Yeah. My first time there, we were doing this, uh, this like, TV taping style, like, multiple episodes in, the, in a night. So I was mm-hmm. supposed to wrestle three times. And... And I did. So I, the, the first match I go out there and I'm wrestling Jesse Sorensen. Um, from Survivor. From Survivor. From, yeah, TNA, uh, you know, had a pretty crazy run in terms of wrestling. He had the crazy neck injury and everything like that, yeah. came back from it. Um, so we're wrestling and I'm like, it's like the biggest match of my career at this point. I'm pretty nervous, but it's going well. And I take just like a just a basic flying forearm from him off the ropes. And I remember I fell down. And I was like, ah, that just feels funny. I don't know what's going on. Like I stand up and everyone's looking at me kind of like, whoa. 
And I realized, I go, huh? And I realized, oh, I'm bleeding everywhere. Like, what's going on? So it just kind of caught me, like, the elbow just caught me right, like, across the forehead. Yeah. So I'm just, like, gushing blood. It ended up making for, I thought, really good TV because it's an amazing visual. Oh, yeah. And then since I had to wrestle two more times that night, it's like, yeah, you you can't just glue me backstage because if it rips, then I'm, like, really, like, the skin is going to be, like, I'm going to be missing flaps and whatever. So they're just trying to butterfly Band-Aid and whatever, anything that they can just to keep it together. But it's, like, as soon as I lock up in my second match, it just I instantly start bleeding from just, like, the, like, making, like, a mean face kind of thing. And, like, so, like, the whole night I'm just bleeding everywhere. But it ended up working really good because like this new crowd that didn't know me and I'm wrestling, you know, people like Jesse Sorensen who've been yeah. on TV for 10 years at that point and whatnot. It's like, oh, okay, that guy's pretty tough. Like they, I, I think I got that kind of respect yeah. uh, from, from the fans and from the locker room and whatnot. And then I went straight from the show to uh, like the Vegas ER and got myself stitched up in my, like, I think I was like still wearing some of my spandex or something like that. And uh, yeah, it was a, really i don't kind of surreal experience but it was it was super fun and i think it kind of like helped me you know do you got any photos from that night yeah if you go on my instagram it's like one of the first photos all the way back there is me like bloody like and i was this is back when i first started i was i was blonde i was platinum blonde yeah bleaching my hair so it was like a cool kind of the the old crimson mask rick flair yeah 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 exactly all right. Well, check it out on his Instagram. So, uh, what are your uh, what are your places to follow you? Why don't you plug your socials? Yeah, at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, at Royce Isaacs on Instagram. Check me out. I got a pro wrestling tease, all that kind of stuff. And uh, awesome. if you see New Japan Strong coming to your town, come see me and Jarrell. Uh, we'll wreck shop. We'd love to see you back at Defy. Hopefully, in 2022, we'll come. We'll see the West Coast Wrecking Crew again in 2022. Any final words for the Defiance, Royce? No, hey, I just appreciate like how quickly y'all opened your arms and accepted Jarrell and I and, and showed us a lot of love. And I can't wait to be back in uh, in Washington, Washington Hall, hopefully uh, sometime very soon. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much, Kevin.